I mean, the majority of Asian coaches in the country, you know, I, I know most of them now. And uh, it's just cool to have a community and we're all very supportive of each other. Um, so we need that. We, we need to support each other. Yeah, so, you know, firstly, Coach, uh, how are the season preparations going for UCR? You know, after that stellar finish last season where you guys reached uh, the Big West Tournament semis, you know, what are the plans for improvement? Yeah, we, we just finished our summer. Uh, so our summer program was eight weeks long. Um, and we really focused on a lot of skill development and, and just bringing the team together. Um, so that was really important, just having that connection again this year. I think last year that was really uh, a big reason for our success is that the guys were in a bubble. And because of the COVID bubble, uh, they grew very close. And so we had a really tight um, connection. And so this year, uh, the summer was spent doing a lot of shooting skill, but really I wanted to, to re um I guess, form that, that, that same uh, collective will that we had last year. Um, and now we're, we're kind of in our two weeks off, and then we'll start real season preparation here coming up next week. Um, our first game is November 9th, so we're about eight weeks away from our first game. Yeah, Coach, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, and how about the adjustment right now, I guess, uh, you know, with it's not going to be a bubble anymore. Uh, there may be fans back in the stands. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most in the new season? Yeah, it'll be, you know, that'll be really interesting because uh, even myself, my, my wife and, and my parents have never seen me coach, uh, be, be a head coach in person yet. And uh, I have not coached in front of fans yet. Um, so that'll be an adjustment. You know, our, our, our first game at San Diego State, uh, which is a powerhouse team here in, in, the, in the West Coast. They, I imagine that game will be sold out. But, you know, our guys have had big wins in uh, big arenas, sold out arenas before they beat Nebraska two years ago in a sold out arena. Um, they beat Fresno state in a, in a very packed arena. So that'll be, that'll be an adjustment, but I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be ready for that. Uh, their biggest adjustment is when school starts next week, there'll be students back on campus. Um, and there have not been students on campus for 19 months now. Um, so it'll be some of our sophomores, last year went through a whole freshman year without ever seeing another student on campus except for the men's and women's basketball team that'll be that'll be the real adjustment see if these guys can keep their work ethic going with all the uh, distractions that come along with having their fellow students on campus yeah uh you know coach you were given the title you know head coach uh earlier this year you know after serving interim for uh, one whole season how did that feel, you know, that you kind of like cemented yourself as the first ever Division One head coach of Asian descent? Yeah, I was very uh, just elated, as you can imagine, I, my, my wife and I, and it was a long process just kind of getting the interim job last year and kind of managing through that. And, and you know, at the time, our athletic department was, was being considered to be removed from the universe. Mm -hmm. So we had a lot of challenges. And then going through covid um, with the team last year, but actually, it, and then having my first baby, um, but it really just allowed me to just, just really compartmentalize and stay focused. Um, I think that we did a really good job myself and my staff last year, just focusing on, on every day, every practice, every game. Um, but obviously when, you know, getting the contract and just hearing that the chancellor of the university and, and my athletic director and, and, and the university believed in, in what we were building here, um, 
that was really that was really nice. That was, I mean, you know, it, it was great for the family and, and great for all the, you know, the young Asian coaches, especially who um, now, you know, they have somebody else to look up to, just like I looked up to Coach Spolstra for so long. Yeah. Coach, you know, last year, you kind of like led the team to a really good season, you know. Uh, you reached, I think, the semis for the first time in a couple of years. Um, do you think that kind of like uh, puts pressure on you, especially now that you've got the contract of being a head coach and, you know, maybe this is what the school is expecting already uh, come this year? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Let's uh, uh, let's be real. Like, there's definitely pressure, you know, especially when you sign a new contract, there's going to be pressure. I think I felt the pressure last year uh, and learned to manage it um, because of knowing that I was interim and, and had to earn my, my position and, and, and whatnot. Um, I'm really, really fortunate though. I've inherited a really good culture um, and we, we return a lot of players, even from last year, you know, we, we return a lot of players on the team from last year. So the, the seamless transition has continued um, and there's a lot of carryover from our success last year. So I imagine that we will have a chance to be, have another very good year again. Yeah. Uh, Coach, you know, we've been talking about uh, UC Riverside, but, you know, let's talk about your other uh, you know, organization. You're the president of the Asian Coaches Association. Uh, can you share with us the experience of, you know, being the for at the forefront of such an organization? I mean, you're the founder, basically. Uh, and what's the importance of being able to organize, you know, these unrepresented, underrepresented groups in the U.S. NCAA? I just think it's, you know, just to start, we need a seat need to have a seat at the table um, and we need to be in the discussion of any position on a basketball coaching staff or any coaching position. You know, we're not, we are more focused. This, this association, Asian coaches association is more focused on basketball coaches um, of all levels. But, you know, when I started this organization in 2012, uh, the reason I started it because there were so few of us and there still aren't very many, but you start to see more and more of them. You, you, you may watch an NBA game and you'll see like an Asian coach on the, on the sideline now and you're starting to see more and more. Now there's another Asian um, coach, uh, another head division one coach of Asian descent. Um, that's Jace Coburn at Portland State. So it, it's just it's just important to have number one for us to advocate for each other. Number two, to, to um, network with each other and with others. And then number three, to just support each other's growth through this. You know, I really, you know, Coach Spolstra spoke in our, in our Asian Coaches Zoom two weeks ago, actually. Um, and that was just, it, that's just come from the Asian Coaches Association. He is so um, happy with what we're doing with this organization that he just wanted to be a part of it and he wanted to give back. And so he just spoke to our, our group. We probably had about, 200 um, people, coaches on that Zoom, and he spoke for an hour, gave us an hour of his time as he's preparing for training camp. Uh, and now I've, I've, I've started to have a relationship with him, which is really cool for me because he's one of my idols. Um, and so it's just, it, so, so you could see where it started and now what, where we are now, I think that there's been a lot of progress. And um, especially in today's, uh, just the light that we have to give all minorities Need a, need, a, need a chance, you know, and, and I think that the, there should be no difference uh, with the Asian American or the Asian minority as well here. We need to have equal opportunity to get the, the opportunities that we deserve. You know, Coach, it was easy, you know, when, when you got the job and you started, you know, being a coach that, you know, you were just going to focus on your individual 
development. But what inspired you to, you know, use your platform to, you know, you mentioned that you wanted to inspire more Asian coaches. What, where does that come from, I guess, for you that, you know, you want to use your platform, you want to speak or you want to represent as an Asian American, as a Filipino American? How, where is that coming from? Yeah, I think, well, I, I, it started with an idea from my boss uh, at the time in 2012 at Columbia University, Kyle Smith, who was part, part of the Jewish Coaches Association. Um, and Kobe Altman was also assistant coach on staff. Kyle Smith is now the head coach of Washington State um, in the Pac-12. And then Kobe Altman is now the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But they were both um, just encouraging me to start something, kind of sharing with me the challenges. You know, you know I was colorblind to myself even I thought I could accomplish anything I was like oh I don't you know I, I could do anything you know I can be coach I can be assistant coach I can there's no barriers for me but I started to re- recognize that there were barriers um, and I've been raised I'm the first one of my my of the magpiles I'm one of five children and I'm the first one that was born here in America my parents are both from the, from the Philippines and um, they never they always told me I could accomplish anything so I grew up with that and then all of a sudden I get to an industry where, oh, there are some, there are some challenges. There are some barriers. Um, you know, what race bucket do I fall into? You know, all that stuff kind of, I started to realize the politics in it. So I just, I, I, I guess I was raised to always believe that I could accomplish anything. And I just wanted to continue to encourage others to think that way, you know, really, especially the, the younger Asian coaches. Um, and then as I progressed, I'd get calls all the time from, you know, young Asian coaches, just like I was at one point, I was just trying to get in. And so I just thought it'd be great to have an organization where we had all of us together, where we could educate and encourage and motivate and, um, and organize, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a group, as a community. Um, and so it's, it's really cool in that, like, now I have like, you know, that was just focused on men's and, and, and boys basketball. Now I, I, there's a, there's a, a lot of Asian women coaches on the on and Asian men coaches on the women's side of, of Division One basketball or, or all college basketball and women's um, and the WNBA. So it's really cool now. I, I have I'm very familiar with. I mean, the majority of Asian coaches in the country. You know, I, I know most of them now, and uh, it's just cool to have a community, and we're all very supportive of each other. Um, so we need that. We we need to support each other. Great, coach. Um, you know, obviously, coach, you've been saying that a lot of you know Asian coaches have been under ice. Uh, you know, slowly but surely. Um, you know, better better than it was maybe a few years ago. And you know, coaches in particular of Filipino descent, you know, have been making it in NBA level. You know, there's obviously uh, Coach Eric Spolstra, who's you know basically a shoe in right now for a future Hall of Fame induction. Uh, but recently. Uh, I don't know if you caught the news, but you know, Coach Jimmy Alabang just recently joined uh, the coaching staff of the Stockton Kings. Uh, I guess what can you say about you know the slow but sure rise of you know Filipino Americans or Asian Americans coaches in different levels, not just college basketball. Yeah, I think that it's going to happen, uh, and you're going to start to see it happen more and more. I think Coach Alapag is going to be a pioneer for us um, in the NBA, uh, just like Coach Bolster was. Um, I think that he's a, he's a great player with a, a, a great history and a great pedigree. Um, and all, all he has to do is put the work in, which he's going to do. And then they're going to recognize that he's a very, very good um, and valued asset to the, 
I think that's what that's what happened. He went to two summer leagues out there and the Sacramento Kings organization found value in him. And now he's stepping into a G League assistant job. And that's a great, great avenue um, nowadays. Um, the G League is a big deal. And those guys are it, it's a great stepping stone to becoming an NBA assistant. So it won't be long before uh, Coach Jimmy's out in the NBA. Um, he's going to kick butt with the Stockton Kings. You're going to start to see it more and more Filipinos, all kinds of Asians, but Filipino, that's our national sport. It still is our national sport, right? Is a box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how I was raised I, with a basketball hand. I know boxing obviously, but so it, it's, uh, you're just going to start to see it more and more. If guys like coach Spolstra and hopefully myself continue to have success and hold the door open for the next generation. Awesome, Coach. Uh, you know, Coach, going back to UC Riverside, you talked about, you know, the athletic department was uh, in danger of maybe, you know, dissolving it due to COVID. Uh, it, it happened, you know, that chatter happened during the season. And how were you able to motivate your players? You know, because obviously, when you're unsure of your future, it's going to be hard to focus on your present. Uh, so as a head coach, how did you deal with that? Well, the, I, I do have, uh, you know, some beliefs in our program and, and, and it starts with faith, family, team, academics. And so those are the priorities. You know, I kind of tell them those are the most, even when I recruit a new player, like your faith is most important, your family's next, the team's next, and don't forget about your academics. But, you know, I just talked about faith. Like I had a lot of faith that things were going to work out. And I just really believe that the UC system is, is, a, is a great big public university system in, in, in California. And uh, it's a collection of great universities, including where I graduated from, UC Santa Barbara, UCLA, UC Berkeley, and all of them have an athletics program. So I really had just full faith. And I kind of told the guys that um, I had full faith that it was gonna work out. You know, what they don't realize, and I definitely didn't talk about it at all during the season, but they don't realize their success and what they did, I think really helped save the program I think them beating Washington um, them taking USC to overtime and, and uh, finishing third in the big west um, you know we don't have many resources like we do it with a lot of hustle a lot of heart um, a great uh, staff of people um, and you know we don't so we don't have all the bells and whistles that are but uh, you guys can donate if you want <laughs> we have a website raise the riv.com that's what that's where if anybody wants to give um to the UC Riverside basketball program. That's where you do it. Um, but anyways, it's, uh, it was just faith. I really, really stuck on that and, 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 and preached that. And the guys were just all in and then good things happen to good people, I think. And those guys, those guys deserved it. And, um, here we are. Yeah. And you definitely deserve it too, coach. Um, you know, coach, we've been talking about your team, but now let's talk a little bit about your family. Um, you know, you just welcome, uh, your kid Luca and you also have your wife you know you're a family man but coaching also takes a lot of your time too. Uh, could you share with us I guess you know just how you try to keep your life balanced and you know give time to the people that matter in your life yeah I've learned from some, just seeing other coaches who are great family men um, again my old boss uh, Kyle Smith and then my, my, my predecessor here David Patrick um, these guys worked really, really, really hard at the basketball side. And it's hard, you know, especially like this is the calm before the storm. Um, you know, we start up again here in a week. And I know that when it starts up again, it's hard to have this balance that I've been trying to have. I'm in the baby's room right now. The baby's downstairs and, and 
Caroline, my wife's playing, I can hear her playing the ukulele for him. So it's really fun to be around my family and I want to be around them so much more now that I have a baby, you know, I've never, <laughs> but I, you know, I have been bringing them into the gym and, and um, watching the guys work out a little bit, just, he, just try to marry the two so that, so that we can have some sort of intertwining of family and, and, and work. Cause uh, that's kind of the benefit of being the head coach. You get to bring it, he get, the kids get to come in anytime they want. So <laughs> in the gym, anytime they want, but it's hard. It's definitely hard. Like you see it a lot. Like it's very challenging for coaches because the, the real heroes are the wives, coaches' wives <laughs> or our husbands, whoever, because they got to deal with coaches who are about to get obsessed with film and, and preparing and planning and overly detailed and obsessed with everything that, that you can imagine. Um, and so the anxiety and the stress that comes with it, but you know, the, um, the, the the family like that foundation that stability um really brings me peace you know so coming home to, to see to see Luca and Caroline every day is is really the thing that kind of keeps me steady and and um I'll hopefully be able to carry that because last year it really did it, it, it allowed me to put things in perspective you know having my first first child um and hopefully I can keep that maintain that I know it's hard though I've seen other coaches I I know how hard it is <laughs> it's 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 not easy yeah, coach, uh, can can we expect Luca to be a UCR commit <laughs> as, as early as he is yeah. right now? <laughs> yeah, you know, just the last question for me, coach, you know, just to not take too much of your time. Uh, there are a lot of Asian coaches, you know, Filipino coaches who would want to be where you are right now in Division One as a head coach. You know, what kind of advice would you tell someone who's just starting out, you know, maybe just finishing their playing career and thinking about going into coaching? Uh, what what would you say to them, you know, to be able to reach where you are? You know, I get a lot of them that call me and I tell them all the same thing. Don't do it. Don't do <laughs> it. It's, uh, but, you know, the first time I walked into Kyle Smith's office, he told me the same thing. And, he's, and, and, and I still tell every, it doesn't matter, Asian, Hispanic, white, African-American. I tell them all the same thing. Don't do it. But it's really the test because you have to understand that you're you're not making you're sacrificing those early years just like coach Alapag had to sacrifice at the summer I don't know what the details are but I, I promise you like you're not making a lot of money yet you know mm -hmm. in the first few years you're sacrificing you're, you're giving your all to something that you have no idea if there's a pot of gold at the end um, and I would still say this even right now like I'm the luckiest coach in the world that that circumstances happen now on the other hand um, I did put in you know 11 years of, of, of coaching college and nine years before that of coaching high school basketball so there's 20 years of of time putting in and um what i would tell them is if you really really want it you're gonna have to work harder than you can even imagine but of course you can accomplish your dreams of course uh it just takes a great work ethic and a great attitude um and you have to be make yourself invaluable to whoever you're working for i really think that's what like everything i learned about coach spolstra in the video room that's that's everything you know those are the, the little things that inspired me along the way that making himself invaluable. So I would really try to do that. I remember reading an old story that coach Spolstra was like the, the get it. They called him like, get it done, get her done. Something like that. Because he would like, it didn't matter what they asked, whether it would get coffee, dry cleaning, clip this up. Like he was a get it done guy. And so that was really my, my, um, my mantra. When I first got my first chance at, to work for Kyle Smith at Columbia, I just ran around as fast as I could and try to hustle as much as I could to get everything that the coaches wanted done, done, um, and to do it at a pretty, 
you know, pretty good level. So I think that that's, if you do that, anybody can accomplish this. You know, I'm no different. I, I didn't even play professionally, you know what I mean? Or in college, um, but with a great work ethic and a great work ethic and a great attitude, you can, you can accomplish some amazing things. That's great coach. Very inspiring. Um, I guess, you know, just another thing, uh, it's not necessarily a question, sure. but you know, obviously coach, uh, when it was revealed that, you know, you were going to be in the rim coach, there had been a lot of support from the Filipino community, even here in the Philippines. And I guess, uh, how did that make you feel? And what's your message, you know, to everyone who's following your career, following the games of the UCR men's basketball team because of you, because of being Filipino American? Yeah, I was, uh, I, 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 my head was spinning the day that I got the job because it happened fast. And then I got 25, 30 phone calls from, you know, the Philippines and Southeast Asia because, and I, that, then I realized the impact of it. And my mom and my dad were telling me the same thing. Like they were getting calls from everybody in the Philippines. So that was really uh, surprising, um, but really, really cool. You know, and uh, I've been there, I've been to the Philippines twice and had, you know, got to see a lot and I've had a great time. And I, and I have lots of family that I, that I love over there and that are here now. So it's, it, it's just motivating. And, and, and I definitely, um, carry that with me. You know, I, 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 I love it. You know, I, I, um, on a much, much smaller scale than like Spolstra, coach Spolstra or whatever, but I love it. You know, I, 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 I use it as motivation and it definitely lifts me up. Um, and so I just want to make you guys proud over there and just continue to do that. Like I told you, my cousin, um, Morales is was here visiting and he's like he just wanted a picture with me i was like man i grew up with you what are you talking about it's so cool you know i i i i i'm i'm uh, i'm just thankful grateful um but i really want to kick butt for you guys you know so hopefully um we continue to have success and please keep on supporting uc riverside we love it um and I, again i'm very thankful all right. Awesome, Coach. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, it, it was fun to have you here on Philstar Home Base. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of Filipinos really follow you. And, yes, we are praying for you. We are hoping the best uh, for, for the team in the upcoming season. So thank you so much again, Coach, for your time today. Thanks, Luisa. Anytime. Anytime. Right. Just let me know. I know you uh, I know you kick butt yourself. I see your <laughs> – 